Hello world, welcome to the IMG Handover podcast. Today we are closing off on our three-part series called Transition of a Lifetime. Today's topic is the biggest hurdles that we faced. Hello everyone, my name is Gautam and I'm one of the four IMGs on our episode today. Today we have our regular crew, Pars. Hey, how's it going? D. Hello. How are you doing, D? I'm doing great, Gautam. How are you doing? I'm doing good, and of course, Cavi <laughs> as well. My man, what's up? Doing good, doing good. Um, today we're going to be focusing on the hurdles, both mentally and emotionally, that we experienced along the journey of starting medical school in Australia. So we might as well get right into it. Oh and... man, I'm not drunk enough for this one. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's but, a problem that you have to solve on your own. <laughs> exactly. Um, the first question I wanted to ask each of you was, what was the biggest hurdle, emotional or mental, that you experienced? And then we'll delve into a little bit each one further. Sounds good. All right. In that case, you can start off, Kevin. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> that wasn't on the script, bro. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Wait, what was the first question? What was my biggest hurdle? Yeah. Coming to Australia or being... Basically, on the or, ju- along the journey of starting medical school. So either before or the first few days. Um, oh, gosh. I should have probably thought of this one when you emailed us what the topic was on, eh? Yeah, that's usually what you do to prepare mentally. Yeah. Again, folks that are listening in, you know, you're getting the raw raw brain power <laughs> that is of Cavi right now. Um, so, you know, a professor once told me that using silence is an effective way to build tension. Right. Um, I would say for me, you guys like that hold for pause there? Yeah. yeah okay. I would say for me, the biggest hurdle, uh, well, there's different types of hurdle. There's like emotional hurdles, physical hurdles. I think for me, mentally and like emotionally, the biggest hurdle actually was my relationship at that time just because that was like my first relationship and um i was just so consumed in it that even like leaving my whole family and my parents wasn't such a big issue um i think that was kind of twofold one was because my dad was coming with me here to like help me get settled so it wasn't like i was just outwardly leaving my entire family um but my um, ex-partner at the time, they couldn't come. So that was like really difficult to deal with considering the fact that I was also, uh, it was a pretty like fresh off relationship. Like we weren't in a relationship for like five plus years and I had like known like this was going to happen kind of thing. But uh, it wasn't like I just had met the person like <laughs> yesterday and was just like, hey, I'm leaving. <laughs> so um and I now when I look back, I'm like, man, like, I obviously, like, miss my mom and my sister a lot. Um, and I just remembered, like, looking back at that day, and I definitely missed them, but nowhere near the extent of how much my brain was consumed of leaving uh, my partner at the time. And then so I think that in itself was, like, the biggest hurdle for me to get through mentally um, coming here. I, I don't think, like, anyone has made me put me in tears in terms of like being sad for them or whatever but 
leaving her like definitely left me like a punch in my like throat kind of thing at the time but yeah i definitely am very still grateful for the experience it it taught me a lot about myself it taught me a lot about how to analyze my emotions why i felt the way i did um i had never like really felt like not to like delve into getting too gushy and stuff like that but like yeah i don't think uh, like i've ever felt like that form of love before and i was like wow like this is crazy and like everyone says that they've been in love or felt in love or whatever and like i hadn't really had that until i've had been in with that individual and i was like damn like i never knew i would feel so much for someone that i've that like wasn't my family you know so yeah i mean yeah no that's that's a lot like i don't know where to go out from that um I'll just make this a therapy session for myself <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, that's obviously going to be one of the biggest hurdles, leaving people, um, for all of us included, I would assume, but um, I wasn't in a relationship at that time, so I had no experience about that, but um, uh, what about you guys? Um, I guess for myself, the uh, biggest hurdle was kind of just uh, the mental challenge of being uh alone in a, another country and uh i'm i'm lucky enough that uh my partner also was able to come into this um country the same program essentially but uh so i had i had that support which i obviously appreciate and still appreciate um but in terms of still we we lived apart in the first year uh and it it was one of those things where I also had my mom with me for like the first few weeks and then when she kind of left it all I was tr- I was trying to mentally prepare myself for being alone in in um because I had a studio apartment at the time and um it it was it was pretty challenging just trying to um not think about the more depressive aspect of it in terms of um just being like i said just being alone and and being in in another country and um and and not knowing exactly how to go from there so i kind of would um for lack of better words like bury myself in um in 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 study essentially and the one of the other kind of uh hurdles I would say um, was being able to uh, take care of myself um, well enough that I didn't you know I didn't (laughs) stop eating essentially (laughs) the basic needs of life (laughs) Um, and you know had had found myself uh, you know going to the grocery store and, and doing like cooking prepping for the week and and those types of things so there was a lot of growth in that aspect um so it's it's good uh, to kind of challenge yourself because obviously that's the only way you can grow and and stuff like that um and it sounds like you had uh quite a lot of growth there cavi uh emotionally because of um you know having to leave um loved ones behind and stuff yeah yeah i would i mean i it's it's interesting because you you mentioned this was like your first time 
living away from home, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was fortunate in the sense of I had already kind of gotten an experience about being away from home. So for me, like, to be honest, coming to Australia was the very exciting portion for me. It it allowed me to keep my mind in control because I was like, oh, I'm going to something very exciting and something that, you know, I've thought about for a long time. The fact that I get the opportunity to, you know, have the attempt to become a physician was like a really cool thing, Um, which I know that, you know, I was making my parents happy about, which was very important to me and stuff like that. But I... I I would totally agree with the fact that like all those other things that you just mentioned, like I would like I I feel like when you say all those things, I was I was completely thinking about all those things the first time I had moved out of home, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, yeah, like I don't know about you guys and like pars also like when you were living alone, I found that like the silence is like something I've never felt before. The fact yeah. that like nobody is around and like it's like, like I'm not just talking about like it being like also very silent in physically in the space, but also just feeling this self of like this, this uh, feeling of like lonesome or it's like it's just your world and you can kind of hear like some gas thing working or some light like, you know, giving off a sound and you just because I don't know, I became like very hyper aware about my surroundings and I was like, damn, I just feel so tiny in this world right now, like. You know, I don't know if you guys have had that feeling. No, I I definitely did. Um, I can remember now that you mentioned it, just like the wearing of the air conditioning unit in my room. uh, Yeah. Just going off all the time and and uh, the random clicks of the refrigerator and and stuff like that. And it's there was an aspect of like, okay, like I'm living on my own. I can do whatever I want. Like, so that was that was the only thing that was kind of keeping uh i guess a silver lining on it because you know if i wanted to play music at whatever volume i wanted i could if i wanted to (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) if i wanted to like you know sleep for three hours of the day and then uh you know after a long day of lectures and whatnot and come home and just do not recommend Yeah, but essentially, like you are your own your own boss and stuff like that. If I wanted to leave dishes in the sink for like three days and then come back to it later on, like sure, that's probably not a good idea. But yeah, I, I did just it. like to PSA: please do not do that. Like, anyone listening, like dishes in the sink three days, like it, it, it's easy. Just clean as you go. It's, it's like yeah, a no, I think thing. I think three days was my limit at that point. I was like, yeah, okay. This I'm glad new- there was an upper limit. <laughs> I just I if you could feel my heartbeat when you said three days like I actually had like probably palpable like there there was a thrill in there somewhere yeah definitely maybe a heave who knows um you can go ahead yeah you want me to jump in sorry Gotham um yeah I think that it's so weird because I didn't actually like when I was thinking about my biggest um burden I'm very social even at home I'm always like the one who's like I can say this confidently now I'm probably the loudest person that most people meet (laughs) hopefully not in an obnoxious way but like um I'm usually the one who's like talking I'll break out into song and dance on cue or like at random sorry not on cue like completely at random um and I found that like with my family around like I was like 
able to have that interaction and have people like like just there and we I like I'm very family oriented we used to have people coming in through the door any time of the day and like um I was very used to a social aspect of my life and I'm very um outgoing and very social and I remember specifically the I came to Australia there was like a couple bumps in the road but I was like ready for that like I feel like I adapt to change reasonably well and then or at least what I thought and then I remember um coming like my mom came with me and she left I think two and a half weeks after like we got everything settled and the morning that she left so she had to get her flight at whatever uh, seven in the morning and I remember waking up at three with her or four with her and then like you know walking her down the driveway closing the door like having her get in the car and not even waiting to like see her car drive off because I physically couldn't because I turned around and walked right back up the stairs into my house because I was just sobbing and I went back to my room and I just felt completely alone and the silence thing it's so weird because now when I think about it I never used to be the type of person who needed like music on all the time or the tv on all the time but I developed this weird habit of like always having something playing in the background I'm not paying attention to it but like a movie I'd always have Harry Potter on in the background or I'd always have some kind of music or Disney movies loved it but I had it on all the time just to fill that noise and I mean like how, how you said Paris like you had this freedom you had this free time but I found especially in the first couple months of me being here um, I know that's maybe a little bit longer than a timeline than you said Gautam but like the first couple months of me being I had that time but I didn't want to do anything mm. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't care to see anything. It would just be, I would come home and I would sit there and I hated, like I, I was in a room share and I hated sitting in my room and eating. I hated that. I wanted to sit at a dinner table with people. I love having people over. I love like, you know, having big dinners, feeding people and all that stuff. And I remember cooking for myself. Like what's cooking for one person? Mm-hmm. I would have like the same meal for like four weeks. Like I cooked so much food and um, I found that so challenging and that I hated sitting in my room. So all I did first year was just go to school every single day, stay later at school, which probably was great for my studies. Um, I probably should think about doing that again. (laughs) Um, but (laughs) But it really limits you. Like I think that complete feeling of being alone like i didn't realize that i was i was the sole person who had to handle everything if i didn't want to do laundry that laundry was not going to be done and that was so annoying (laughs) because sometimes you're just like i just don't have time and you're like well i also want to wear clean clothes so i gotta do the laundry i gotta do the dishes and um that was challenging and i definitely um my mom is like my whole heart my sister is like such a support and like without them it was like really really tough um paris was talking about his partner she is me (laughs) 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 so having him here was really really supportive but we go to different schools we lived separate in our first year and it was so i remember seeing him for a couple hours on the weekend like I just wanted to cry because I didn't want to be like, I have to go back to school. Like we have to leave now. Like, or like I I would want him to sit at the dinner table with me for like hours on end Mm. and me just talk about nothing because I just needed to get everything out. 
Um, I think I talked for like 45 minutes. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, Gautam, what do you think you're... No, like, I was I was literally just nodding my head if anyone could see me. Like, I was just nodding my head the whole way through because I fully agree. Like, that was probably my biggest hurdle as well. It was just like... Um, well, for some context, I always lived at home for the whole way through. Um, so moving here was the first time that I was um, alone um, by myself. So at first it was great like it was like oh i'm like full freedom like nobody's taking anything in control just sending like, it a bud yeah exactly um so the, i mean I, I still enjoy that aspect a little bit as well um still now but um definitely like in terms of the social factor also i guess to mention my first year i had a roommate but he was in engineering first year um he was a really nice guy but it was just that the context was so different he was super young he was like just in university so he was like 18 years old um so there was not a lot that um uh that we related on i guess and we didn't really talk that much pretty much it would just be like a hi bye kind of thing so it was mostly just each, each person in their own rooms um but i think that's why it's similar to you d like i would not really be at home like literally the entire first year at least i was thankful that i had a lot of good friends that i made very early on so I would just be either at their place or I would just be studying in the library with them. And then I'd just come home just to sleep. That was pretty much like the, what yeah. I was using um, home for. Um, I, and I also, I guess, in relation to that, um, would you guys recommend um, rooming with possibly like a fellow med student? Because I think me, I would definitely recommend that in your first year. Um, like maybe just try to find an Airbnb for the first few days, for the first few like weeks. And maybe if you can find like a fellow peer or someone that um, like you already have as a good friend, I would definitely recommend rooming with them because I think that makes a big difference. Oh, that's a... Sorry, I'll just say it because I think, Paris, it would be interesting to hear your point of view because you lived in a studio apartment and, oh my God, it was small. Like, it was like... It, it, like, you're like, the kitchen is... Like, you look one way at the kitchen and look the other way and it's, it, there's a desk and like... I remember we had a couple friends over. So prison? Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. Pretty and you, we had friends over, and I remember being like, wait, where do where do we seat them? And Paris like, I don't really know. And I'm like, well, we can't all sit on the bed. Like, this is really weird. Like, we can't just, like, all be drinking tea while we're all but sitting. But that's, that's what happened, remember? Yeah, that's was literally what happened. Because I didn't have any other chairs. I just had the we desk did. chairs. You did have chairs. You had. No, but those weren't chairs. Everybody made fun of me for those chairs. So. <laughs> no, but they were useful, multi-purpose, functional, I functional know. Uh, milk carts. Milk carts. <laughs> no, but, like, th you got to love that because those are, you know, those are, like, the humble beginnings that you, you'll always remember. <laughs> When you're sitting in, like, your suede chairs one day, you know, or something like that. Ikea, yeah. Ikea. Smart people buy Ikea. <laughs> I no, saw what that are you talking about? Not smart people. You gotta, you pay for it, and then you got to build it yourself. Exactly. Anyways. Smart yeah. Not me. I don't got to build it. <laughs> I didn't build anything. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I, Gautam, I actually love that idea. The only issue with that is, like, I found that, like, you, you first get to know the med students, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, that person's really cool. And then, like, after a couple of weeks, you're like, damn, I do not like them. Like, you know? So, I, but I do think that makes a huge difference because my roommates were all from, like, different um, backgrounds, and they were always just, like, parties at random times and, like, wouldn't understand that, like, laundry, you couldn't just have your laundry in the laundry machine for four days at a time. That's, one, unhygienic. And, two, it's just, like, super irresponsible because i have like lab coats or whatever to wash um 
And I think that the med student part would like help you build that community. Um, you would just have to do like a thorough screening process and do like boundaries, True. setting boundaries <laughs> from the get go. Um, what about you or Paris? You go or Cavi? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Um, so essentially, I feel like it's probably a good idea to um, kind of make friends and stuff like that uh, in order to have uh, you know a kind of social and uh, studious first year because you do need to have like a bit of both obviously um, work-life balance right and if having a roommate that you know you jive with uh, kind of helps you uh, you know accomplish that then that's something that you, you definitely need to kind of take that into consideration but I personally am uh more of a rather live by myself and not have to deal with anybody type of thing so that's that's why i I went with the studio apartment and like yeah it was very small and i would never do it again but it was an experience because it let me know that i if i need to then i i can live out of a single room and sure it sucks but it was probably it was a very it was actually a very productive year i think for me I hate that. I know. I hate it as well. I hate that it was productive because I was so sad. (laughs) (laughs) I was sad, but but also productive. Oh my gosh, but so smart. Like, so you're like, okay, but now I'm happy, but like kind of dumb. Like, I don't know. (laughs) That was me last year as well. If you you guys saw my place last year. Oh no. Straight up Hurricane Katrina. (laughs) It's pretty bad. Yeah, but um, it was. It's good to kind of like know what you want. If you want to have, um, you know, another person around that is doing similar things that you're doing, and uh, if you're able to live with that person, like you said, like set up boundaries and and have uh, a good understanding of each other, then you know that could work, and that could be you know a healthy sort of, um, you know first year for you or, or or however long you guys want to live together and stuff mm-hmm. um yeah but I, that, that would be my my tip i guess to just know what you want and then okay. kind of go with that what about you kevin yeah um i'll, I'll just briefly kind of give my a, a couple of thoughts here because i i know um you wanted to be um asking more about like hurdling and like how 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 to make it beneficial for future people that are that are coming and kind of listening to our experiences. I would say that um, I, I'd agree with PARS. Like, I think the biggest thing you got to realize is that for anyone that's listening that's considering about coming here or um, uh, are wanting to do med school um, in a place that you're not, like that's not your primary home. Um, I know we talked about like, the departure checklist and we were more like systematic about the things you actually got to get done in our last episode hence plug for last episode go check it out it's a good one um but um yeah i think something i've realized like three years in now three years being in australia is how much uh emotionally you're gonna have to give to this and how much um just like apart from medicine like like we've all discussed like 
things you will learn about yourself, which is great because you're never going to get that sort of learning if you're going to be in a comfortable position your whole life. So kind of like seeking discomfort is going to grow you as a person incredibly. But um, more alluding to Parz's statement there of like, really trying to understand who you are as a person like if you are more of a social butterfly or not a social butterfly and i guess like where i would fit in with this is like i know you guys had mentioned uh, in gautam you mentioned like um seeking like a med student um or someone who's in a related field like for me like i would say my thinking when I was coming here was I wasn't really necessarily looking for that nor thinking that was the best idea. I actually ended up rooming with people who don't do any sort of medicine who are from other countries as well. Uh, but that was just the luck of the draw of what I got. I wasn't actively looking to be with med, med school people and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But I had that confidence because I had lived with several other people before when I moved out of house the first time. Um, so I kind of knew like how it was to live with other people who aren't in your like same domain. Um, but then, you know, as we mentioned, you, you sometimes have like from what I've heard from what you guys have said, sometimes like now home is great for us because you know we're very comfortable with you know we made good friendships and we've known each other for a while and we are very privileged to live in a really great place in the city and and do our thing and um but before like for you guys like you know to get here you guys were in like really sometimes crappy places only by yourself it wasn't ideal so your getaway was just doing medicine or whatever and not being home and now the getaway is being home because home is nice kind of thing, you know, yeah. and home is home. So um, I think for me, like even from first year, like medicine is so consuming for me that I needed home to always be home. So I enjoyed being home, like even though it was with other people. And yeah, of course, was every day perfect? No, like I used to live sometimes with there was like five other people of where I lived because I used to live with like other couples and stuff and it sucks it sucks to live with like people who are a couple sometimes and you're not because they're you know they just do their own thing or have their own thing or watch tv at their own time and you got to study so it really clashes but you learn a lot about yourself and those things and those are things that you net like generally don't think about when you're back in Canada like embarking on this journey um and in terms of sorry just uh feel like I'm hogging the mic but um, to add to the comment about friends and um, things like that, I think obviously that's very vital. Like you, you, you got to realize that the people who are in med school are the only people that are going to feel and know exactly what you're going through. You can like tell people back home over a phone call a thousand times how you're feeling about what things are going on. But the best thing then that most of the time that they'll do because they're supporting people is like they're just going to back you up and be like yeah you know you're going to get through this blah 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 but in hindsight like you're going to have to actually do the work and the only people that are doing the exact same amount of work is the people that are here so to go through this alone is it's already a very difficult program it, it's extremely difficult so you just have like in a, in essence you kind of have to learn how to be a bit of a social butterfly even though if that may not be your thing. Um, and I find that that actually 
um, I think it's it's really a blessing because as a physician, you have to have a good emotional quotient to be, you know, really good to your patients and be able to communicate with them. And I feel like that's what I'm relearning all again this year, being clinically active is that, man, a lot of medicine is not actually knowing all these hard facts, but it's actually being able to communicate that with the people, with different people at different times. And so all your interactions that you're getting in these first two years with other people helps you just build that communication itself and helps you approach people. And I'll give you a case in point here, which is crazy. And I know some people who are still afraid to like pick up the phone and give a phone call ring. Like, I don't know if you guys know any other people in your class, but like there are people who, you know, need to chat with doctors or nurses or whoever online and they're afraid to pick up a phone and give them a ring because of something and they've they've never had that experience and it's like you know you're gonna have to do that so like you know it's just gonna come to a time so the more prepared you get are the better i feel you are sorry for rambling on there oh that was great (laughs) (laughs) um um i i mean i guess to round this episode off i like you mentioned do you guys want to give maybe a piece of advice of how um, people can either um, overcome some of these hurdles or um, giving advice of what hurdles to expect? Honestly, the floor is yours. Like You can decide either one. Um, does anyone want to start? Dee? I will start. I think um, the best piece of advice that I can give is that be prepared to feel that like you will feel lonely, you will feel scared, you will feel out of place. We're in a country where the language is the exact same. I mean, Australian does have some weird, like, short-term things, which are like, like, what are this called? Like, short phrases. What's the word for it? <laughs> Slang. That's the correct <laughs> word. Um, which was, like, hard to grip. But for the most part, everything here is the same. And I still cha- I was so challenged, so I can only imagine how much more challenging it would be for someone who's, like, from a completely different background and doesn't know like English is their second language so I think one is to be realistic that this is going to be challenging emotionally and you will be tested by like you know having to go out and make friends but I do think you should I think you should take the plunge and try to be social and not necessarily like go make friends with every single person but try to be social slowly and slowly you'll filter you'll filter out people who are maybe not impacting your life uh, positively and you'll you know be able to you know keep it cordial and the rest of them you'll build great relationships and i'm really i i definitely speak for myself here but i'm really thankful that we have gautham and cavi who've been super wonderful supports but you need to find your group and then once you find that group you're pretty much good and parse you always always been a support but yeah that's a given <laughs> Aww. um i think that yeah like having having like a good support system is is key of course um like you like you mentioned i feel like uh one piece of advice that i could give is that um you need to also have a good idea of what your kind of uh needs are because if you um if you feel like you know you're lacking in a certain aspect of uh not being able to cope with something you need to be able to recognize that 
and and be able to act on it because it's only gonna get harder it's only gonna be more challenging and and that's the thing with um with perseverance and and with growth is 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 challenge and that's that's what you're gonna have to go through your entire life i feel like um so recognizing your own limitations and your own needs i feel like are um really good um places to start at least because from there you'll be able to then um be one step ahead of yourself i guess uh in in lack of better way to to phrase it um because that's i feel like that's a very important thing being you're already in in a country yourself like alone essentially and you're challenged with this enormous degree uh, that's very difficult in itself and um having having those kind of skills of insight and um reflection go go a long way for sure um yeah i would i think that's great advice from both of you guys um on those on those notes i i just say you know every single time where i feel like am I like am I have I made the right choice or like you know sometimes you get these crazy moments you're like what am I even doing here kind of thing and you get like go through probably like three midlife crises every like three months or whatever Uh, I think the question to always ask and this is something like it's like I'll always say this on this podcast is that you know coming here is not just about chasing your dream you gotta you gotta know how much you're willing to give up and if that's worth it and uh, you know that's that's what I always ask like is everything I've given up worth it for me to be in the position I am and I feel like you know like I I gave up my relationship I gave up the fact of you know being seeing my parents every day um, the friends that I had back there just so I can be in this profession that I so-called want to be in but you know I sit here and I have all these new you know, friendships that I would have never been able to make if I hadn't come here. I still maintain all the same contact. And we're so lucky now to just, you know, get on the phone and, you know, see see my dad or see my mom or see my sister, or see my friends or whoever, you know, within a click anytime I want, anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, you look forward even more to meeting them the next time that you see them. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and the best part is, yeah, like every day now that you go to hospital, you're like, oh man, like I get to have an impact on this patient's, you know, healthcare plan and whatever. And so, if you if you can see the fine line and all those things, and you find that gratifying, it's great. And then, obviously, like the profession comes with its own benefits and health benefits and uh, financial, you know, um, givings as well so then with those you're able to do more for all those loved ones that you had sacrificed uh, being away from so you know as as long as you put it into your whatever perspective you're in that's what i would say then you'll be fine for whatever hurdle comes and just know that it's all in the process of making you grow as an individual and going last for these things is super hard because <laughs> i don't know what else to add to that that was really good um I think one thing for sure is, um, as we've all mentioned, um, once you're in medicine, even in that first year, it really does consume you. Um, you're just um, 
it basically is all your thoughts, like the people you're with, the, uh, the, the, all the schooling that you're doing. Um, but I think it's always important to remember that um, uh, the family that you're leaving, the loved ones that you're leaving, they're also going through some of those feelings. Um, so as Kavi mentioned, like it really is important to keep maintaining that contact um, with those people. Um, and I realized even this year, like sometimes I uh, don't really like message or call some of my friends back home as often as I should be. Um, but I think it is really important because uh, those relationships you've built, you don't want those to be broken. Yeah, well. yeah, that's that's a really good point because socializing is work. Like you, you have to put in the time to socialize, and sometimes you're just tired. Like you know, you've had long days at hospital or whatever, and you're like, man. And then you know, you got to work it with the timing of back in Canada as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's really good advice. Exactly. Um, well, if. I think uh, that was all good advice. So, all right, everyone, this concludes our three-part series transition of a lifetime. Uh, We hope this series was able to provide some insight into the process and experience of moving across the world to start medical school. Hopefully, we're able to share some pieces of advice that will help you on your own journey. Um, And for our next episode, I believe we'll be talking about our individual medical schools. So stay tuned for that. Um, I think we're going to be starting off with Griffith. Um, so Woo-hoo! this marks the <laughs> this marks the end of our shift. This handover is now complete.